Welcome to Ready to be Romanced. I'm Tori. And I'm Megan. And today we're discussing a, a court of, of thorns, thorns and, and roses. roses. <laughs> Absolutely brutal. <laughs> like, not off to a good start. <laughs> oh. I'm dead, but it is finally here the premiere episode of Ready to be Romanced. And literally. <laughs> the book you've been telling me to read been for, waiting for this I know for how long like it must be over a year I think so I think it has definitely been a long time and I read I read them many years ago so I it's yeah I'm glad you finally joined the dark side I know, me too. So if people don't know, I'll introduce myself too since this is the premiere episode, but I'm Tori. I live in Victoria, BC, and I host another podcast, a pop culture podcast called Ready to be Petty. I've been hosting it for five years. It's super fun. We talk about reality TV, celebrity gossip, and entertainment news, and this is the premiere episode of my second podcast because I... I'm dying to talk about romance novels and smut and the romance genre and stuff like that. And I am thrilled to be joined by my IRL friend, Megan. <laughs> so exciting. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. Megan, can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure. I am in, living in Vancouver, uh, British Columbia right now. And I'm just uh, a little corporate girly by day, feral reader of romance <laughs> novels by night. Um, and and in between talking and gossiping about it with uh, my friends. So, um, yeah, really excited for this. And just to talk about, you know, fairy porn, whenever. I'll take that. I'll take that. Literally. Sometimes I'm like, oh, man, like, I really have to, like, put myself out there because of this podcast. Like, Sometimes it's really embarrassing. Like, I posted on my Instagram, like, all the books I had read. Mm -hmm. And, like, looking at all of the covers together, I still have that tinge of, like, a little bit of cringe. But the little bit of cringe, but the instant, like, bomb of uh, talking to somebody that then goes, oh, yeah, and I love that book series, too. Because there's something so connecting and fun. And I think one of the most fun things that I've had with A Court of Thorns and Roses in this new era of like book talk and people talking and, you know, there being really this like online culture where people can connect about it is talking with people, especially like coworkers and people that you wouldn't know would love that and going, wait, so you read A Court of Thorns and Roses too? And I've had so many coworkers that I've gotten onto it or friends. And so there's something really fun about being in the cringe together. It's so true. And that's why I started Ready to be Petty was because I was looking for an outlet to talk mm. about what a lot of people deemed as like cringy, cringy. and girly, like femme coded stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so it, it makes sense for the next step to be a romance novel podcast. Well, I'm excited because I remember you chatting about this in the summer when you, the idea was floating around and I was like, oh, we have, you have to do an episode on Akatar. <laughs> and I didn't realize that this was going to be the first episode. So I'm just like, yeah, I'm like, this is great. This is really good. I'm so excited. So we met, it's like seven years ago now, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Facebook always yeah. reminds me. 
I know, which is like, okay, don't age us. But yeah, we we met seven years ago. We had uh, we were going to school at UBC, and we had the same job. Mm-hmm. And we met and have been friends ever since. That's yeah. the long and short of it. That's the long <laughs> and short of it. And I think we just really enjoyed being petty together, actually. Um, and that was like a very quick way to make friends and be like, mm. oh, yeah, yeah. Um, these are all the things that I also dislike about this and we are in alignment on that. So I mean, it was fun and it's like easy. It's always been easy to have fun and chat. And so um, glad that it's lasted this long, led us to this moment. I know, I know. And I'm like shocked that we haven't podcasted before this, but we used to say all the time that we're salty, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. (laughs) I guess nowadays it's petty. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I know this story, but I want the listeners to know just so they can get a a taste of our interests in Mm -hmm. reading and how we got to this point. So what is your relationship with reading, reading romance? Yeah, like tell us a little bit about the stuff that you like to read. Yes. So relationship to reading was always great as a kid, loved books, staying up late under the covers to finish books, even though I'm told to go to bed reading all the Harry Potter books. Like, I think like many of my summers were actually like lonely kid, but just reading four books at a time, like being excited to go to chapters or Indigo to like buy a new book. And so I was a pretty big book nerd. And I would say romance novels, I was, I'm more coming to Akatar from fantasy than I am from romance. And it it was a friend who had recommended these books to me. Back. Oh, God bless them. <laughs> oh, like like years and years and years ago before it was big, too. So I'll have to tell her because she was like she, the second book of the series. was. She was like, this is my favorite book in the world. Like, take care of it well and read the series. And that was and, and then it turned out really, really great. So um, but love fantasy. Um, and then a big part of romance reading really comes to me from fan fiction, which we have talked about before, um, and just exploring a lot of fun tropes and genres and fun things like that and kind of getting exactly what you want from um, from romance. So Yeah, fan- reading fantasy romance is also very, very new to me because I started in like contemporary romance not too long ago. I would say like, I think it was like 2019, 2020 when... Okay. Uh, I was asked to be on a podcast called Boobies and Newbies. Mm. I still am friends, podcast friends with Kelly, the host. She is an author and hosts this great podcast where she reads a romance novel with a newbie, like a romance Okay, that's great. Yeah, so I was the newbie. And I also loved reading as a kid. Like, I remember, like, on Saturday and Sunday mornings, being in bed after I've woken up for, like, three hours... (laughs) Like, reading, like, Twilight, like, Defo, I feel like that was, like, one of my big, Mm. big reading moments. But, yeah, just, like, reading into the late hours of the night and then all through the morning. And I really fell off during university. Like, it was Mm -hmm. so tough. And I remember in maybe second or third year being, like, I loved this hobby. I had such a, like, it was such a life force for me. I'm going to try again. Mm -hmm. got a library card here in Victoria and then went to the library and got like YA books like that like books that I was reading 
when I was in high school mm-hmm. and I just like couldn't connect with them. Couldn't, mm. Like I just was like, uh, like I still do like YA. I'm sure mm-hmm. I'll cover like, you know, the summer I turned pretty The my next episode is on a YA novel. Okay. Um, my life with the Walter boys, but it wasn't like re like igniting the passion. Igniting. Yeah, exactly. So I like tried a bunch of stuff and I was like, no, I just don't like this. So I stopped again and then I literally don't think I read like another book until 2020, which is so absurd to me. (laughs) And then I read like, I think like 60 to 80 books in 2020. Yeah. And in 2021, I read another like 60 books. And then I think same with mostly mostly romance. Was this what was reconnecting you? Like mostly like hearted romance. Okay. Okay. And then I was like, oh my god, this is so fun. I can read basically a book in one sitting Mm -hmm. or like Mm -hmm. three sittings or whatever. It is light generally. Mm -hmm. It's it's fun. Um, it's funny. Mm -hmm. It's eliciting a response that I'm like not even getting from TV at this point where I'm like laughing or like literally throwing my head <laughs> across the room and or like cr- like visibly cringing. Right, right, right. And it was just it was so nice to find a new hobby. And have the escapism in yeah. such a there's something so magical about imagination with books that don't have um, adaptations. And of course there's such a special world for adaptations and and I'm so grateful that there are for so many books that I love, but being able to read something and your imagination, putting the picture together, who you want them to be, talking about it, that's really fun. And that's something you totally. can't, you don't, you don't get with, you know, binge watching TV or movies. Totally TV or podcasts. Yeah, I'd like replaced for such a long time podcasts even over like music and movies and mm-hmm. TV and stuff like that. But it's, it's so nice to now have a more balanced, like it, 2023, it was more balanced between all of these well, we've, uh, sources. Well, balanced between sources. And we've talked about also like needing a break sometimes from a romance genre or a fantasy genre, or just like the type of trope you're reading over and over again, because it can get so t- tired if you love it. But um, I know you're already going to ask this, but speaking of genre, I'm now curious yeah. what some of your favorite tropes are and and like specific things that happen because I like made my list before before the app. Oh, yeah, I'm excited. I love this. I think like in terms of like bi- like the big tropes, I think I prefer like enemies to lovers versus friends to lovers. Yes. Um, just because it brings like I think it like a more juicy storyline. Mm hmm. And then, like, tropes, like, I, oh, my God, there's so many. Like, <laughs> I actually, like, I hate one bed. <laughs> oh, you hate one bed? Oh, no, there's only one bed. Oh, that's funny. Like, okay, yeah, just because it happens, I, like, It happens God, too often. Every, now, yeah, but, it, but it I was like, like forced proximity, though. I like oh, forced proximity, but, hey, yeah. Hey, sorry, my, yeah. my list right here. Enemies to lovers, <laughs> forced proximity. So love that for us. No wonder we're having I, this conversation. I know. I love that. Um, I like, I do like, like, grumpy sunshine mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that type of trope um yeah what about you what do you what are you into other otherwise well well this is also things I have written down just bad boy which what kind that's like such a big like 
what like even alpha is male, specific? which is like so funny. Yeah, yeah, because in real life, it's the escape, I would never it's the escapism, yeah. right? It's the escapism. Yeah. I would walk in the other direction quickly direction. if I had yes. the the sense of this. But bad boy, I've got unrequited love but that's actually miscommunication too like I love 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 when somebody like sorry just throw just shout out to Bella Swan being like he doesn't love me I'm definitely seeing seeing just a um a mirage a mirage (laughs) and it's just like miscommunication girly he loves you um hurt comfort so something where everybody where it's like cozy and like there there's like some hurt happening emotionally physically but then people are comforting each other um hidden Love. hidden identity where somebody has a secret or they are somebody that they find out later on it's like oh my god you're actually the prince or you're yes. actually a spy like give yes, it to me all yes, yes. so there's something really fun about that um and then the last two i have are the bet which is like, oh my god, I love the ten bet. things I hate about yes. you. Like, all yes. I, I don't know if I'm referencing that properly, but just other like, yeah, things where it's going to be a bet and actually real feelings get involved. Um, yes. And then there's always a reveal. Like, it so follows the same pathway introductory every time and it's so good I also like sometimes really like like teacher student not actual not actual of course <laughs> this is a judgment free yeah. in a fictional yeah. world yeah. we have no, to acknowledge like, that no no just so can I elaborate <laughs> not actual t- teacher student but like when it's like oh I, oh, I know to- what you're gonna say yes <laughs> like where it's like oh my god I like have to marry this guy but like I don't know what to do or something like that and then this guy comes in and he's like I'll teach you like, Men- like mentor mentee yes, like there's something yes. going on okay yes. that's funny good clarification but also if it was just hot for teacher student in a fictional world I'm not gonna this is why we can have this, this is why people can express themselves you know well 100% in terms of spicier topic the last one I have on here which actually there is a hint of this in Actar one which is the sex pollen trope. Have you, do you know about sex pollen trope? Slash, no, I, no. Slash like me. fuck or die is another one that it's called. Okay, so I'm going to read it. Oh, yeah, I know what you're saying now, but yes. Because, obsessed. so sex pollen it's a, is a common fan fiction trope used to bring two characters together in a sexual encounter. It involves one or several characters becoming infected with a pollen of some alien or magical plant, or they might be influenced in some other way, magic, mind control, etc., that causes them to develop a spontaneous and urgent need to have sex. And it actually may have originated with Star Trek fandom. There's a lot of really great tropes if you ever do a deep dive into Star Trek that come from Star Trek and fan fiction. And then they're often, sex pollen is often seen in conjunction with fuck or die, which is like there might be fatal consequences if they don't have sex, like in a certain time frame or do it, yeah. which also kind of goes in with force, force proximity. And so it's a little bit more like intense, high stakes kind of stuff and I'm sure you know maybe you know what I'm talking about the the hint of this in in Avatar one but if not I'm ready okay, to okay. discuss it okay let's get into it so I want to give a spoiler warning we will be t- discussing the first book in the A Court of Thorns and Roses series which is named the same thing but we will not be discussing anything that comes after that so this is just Mm -hmm. about book one 
So let's get into it. Of course, the title is A Court of Thorns and Roses. It's written by Sarah J. Mass and it was published on May 5th in 2015. You told me this when we were chatting in the summer, but I feel like Akotar is getting so popular right now. Mm-hmm. Like it's having such a moment and book talk is making everything crazy and fey fantasy <laughs> books are just like the moment like flying mm-hmm. off the shelves mm-hmm. but seeing that this was written in 2015 mm-hmm. is actually pretty shocking because it's so like quote-unquote before its time or like yes. before the moment you would like, think that it, it was written up. now yeah you exactly would, you would think that it had been written now in response to everybody being really excited and i think that it actually i don't speak with any authority on this because I am not that deep into all of the like most popular books on TikTok right now and book talk but um it really like holds its own and I think it really paved the way for a lot of the more modern modern romances and fantasy and this like resurgence and girlies being excited about fantasy totally so we meet Feyre how did you first say her name when you saw it fair fair was like what it was and was still in my head until actually it got more popular and then like everywhere I see it, it's like Feyre so now she is Feyre in my mind but when I read it I was like Feyre okay I think I low-key called I just called her like Freya oh yeah would be like the real name mm-hmm. I would say I also really like that name it's on my like baby list and Freya or Feyre <laughs> Freyre <laughs> Well, Freyre. Okay, wait, sorry. Say it. What is the one that you, what's the one that you are? Freya. Freya. Okay. F-R-E-Y-A. Good, 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 good. So I think I was just saying, yeah, could you imagine? I'm going to name my kid Feyre. <laughs> you know that. Sorry, you know Feyre. that all of the kids, in, they're like, ah, yes, the most popular baby name in 2023, Feyre Artron. Like, okay. No, literally. I'm like, I, she's such a dumb bitch that I. Would never name my kid <laughs> that. I, we have to get into this because I, know, I don't. I, I don't. But okay, it's okay. Keep okay. going. Keep going. So we meet Farah. Yeah, she's hunting in the snow because we find out her family is poor. They have lost all their fortune. She is. Uh, she lives two days travel away from Perithian, which is like a fairy world, and she, you know, is like the the sister that provides for the family because her dad has like his leg is hurt Mm -hmm. so she describes her fam her dad as I just mentioned and then she has two sisters Nesta and Elaine and she's the youngest so Mm -hmm. they're older than her and she also describes a boy she's hooking up with Isaac who she notes and like oh you gotta love this is taking a contraceptive brew so they're they're fucking in the barn but she has, like, literal no feelings for him. No. Like, if he died, she would just... Like... She's like, it was good for our warm bodies to be together in the cold. <laughs> like, good thing he kept me warm. Yeah, just, like, not a care in the world. So they're living in, like, tough times for sure. Uh, she kind of describes her whole family. Like, she fucking hates them. Like, <laughs> Terrible. Like, like, Terrible. <laughs> But you're reading and you're like, you're like, yeah, I hate them. Like, I hate, I hate them hate too. This, yeah. Like, they are terrible. I'm like, those are my notes. I'm just like, okay. 
Yeah, so they're awful. So, like, she describes her sisters as vapid, caring about boys and nice possessions, doesn't care about, like, survival. Her her mom, when she passed away, asked Feyre to take care of the family. And Feyre holds this, like, burden on her. And she's like, yeah, like, my dad doesn't do anything. My sisters don't do anything. So, like, it's all me. (laughs) She describes Nesta as really mean and, like, hates that they're poor. And... You know, there's like some family dynamics there, and we learn that she may marry Thomas, a woodcutter's son who wants to propose to her, and Nesta sees that as her way out of poverty. Mm-hmm. So she continues to like hunt, and she see- sees a wolf, but she also sees a doe, and she sees the wolf eyeing the doe, and she's like, oh my god, I could, like, it would be amazing if I could kill both the wolf and the doe because I could take their meat home and their Mm -hmm. pelts to sell in the village. Okay, I just want to say also, if I was in this situation, you know I would just like curl up and die, right? (laughs) I literally have different, sorry, I have questions later to be like, so what would you do? What would you be doing? And in this case, sorry, we hate, we love to hate her, but I'm Nesta and I'm Elaine and I'm the dad with the broken leg. And I'm like, just sitting by the fire, like, hope you bring home some food tonight. Cause otherwise no, I'm No, but then she brings home the food and I'm like, I'm not eating deer. <laughs> like, like, we I'm are like, the worst part of Yes. 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 Yeah. 100%. So like gotta, gotta admire, admire Feyre for like her hunting skills and like digging into that like grit that I just don't have. Yeah. They wrote the novel <laughs> Grit about Feyre. Yeah, 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 <laughs> and getting through. My first notice, the first chapter is Grizzly. This girl is down on her luck, but she's kind of a badass. yeah totally the whole family is like down bad not the good kind and just like like really needs some twist of fate to turn it all around so she notes that the wolf is really big and because of her size she thinks it could be fey so this means (laughs) that there are shape-shifting fairies that live on the other side of the wall in perithian and she could she can't kill that because that uh there's a treaty in place like a la <laughs> twilight <laughs> and like and but she's like okay hey, no i don't think it is Faye. i think it's just a plain old wolf so i'm gonna kill it too and she uses a bow and arrow a la <laughs> katniss everdeen. everdeen really really those books w- w- ran so this could just walk so she could just <laughs> so she could string that bow and kill that kill that wolf right through the eye or whatever and um she like notes that there's special types of arrows ash arrows that kill fey so she has like mm-hmm. both the normal kind and this ash kind so she shoots the wolf and takes the doe and the wolf pelt home. So she explains a little bit about their the mortal world's beef <laughs> with Perithian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she explains that Fae were overlords of humans and treated them poorly. And in town, when they go to sell the pelts, there are some people that are like Fae followers Mm-hmm. Um, but Nesta, Elaine, and Feyre believe that like those people are dumb, fairies are bad, and like 
they would obliterate humans at any chance they could get. And again, we learn more that like there's mercenaries, they like take care or like guard rich people in their village from Fae. And it's been like this for 500 years. There's the invisible wall that protects them and this 500 year old treaty. Uh, we also learned that Faye can't lie, which I think is like just a characteristic of this creature. Yes, it's very popular in yeah. terms of like the lore around fairies. Yeah, yeah. And we we get our first sign of trouble, I would say, when the mercenary that Feyre is selling the pelts to, she goes, also, I know like where you were hunting in the forest and like you should not go there again. Like it's very dangerous. I wouldn't do that <laughs> because that night, the the timing of this, that night a huge wolf-like, hound-like beast with antlers attacks the Archeron? Mm-hmm. Mm, sure, yeah, that's what I would say. <laughs> sure, we'll, we'll get, we'll get. <laughs> We're saying all the names wrong probably at this point. So yes, the well, attacks okay. it. That was another reason. So I want to say that I listened to, or I read this book the first time, like an ebook, And then the second time I listened to the dramatize, dramatized. <laughs> dramatized. Yeah, you got dramatized, it. Dramatized. Thank you. Dramatized audiobook. And I was like, this is so fucking smart because then I wrote down how to say everybody's name. Mm-hmm. Except for Archeron. Except for Archeron. <laughs> uh, so we first get a glimpse of this beast uh, who shouts murderer at the family. <laughs> and like everyone cowers except for good old Feyre who like tries to fight him with like a fucking butter knife. Yep. And he demands to find out who killed the wolf in the forest. And Feyre's like, okay, like it was me. And he's <laughs> It's me, girl. It was me because I bet I bet the beast is sizing up the other competition and is just like, it's not one of these other people. <laughs> like it's it just, so obvious that she is she is the one. Totally. So he says, Okay, you have two options, bitch. Like you either die tonight <laughs> or you live in Perithian for the rest of your life. Uh, you can't be a slave, though, I, <laughs> but you'll just live there. You'll just live there. And she's like, this, this is the part that I actually, like, want to die about Feyre is because she's like, she, like, questions it. Oh, okay. I literally have a note. I literally have a note because he's like, you have the nerve to question my generosity. And I was like, yeah, but it's kind of, that's kind of weird. You're like, you will die Tonight, I will rip you to ribbons or come chill, girl. Like, you just come and don't worry, won't be a slave. And he's like, oh, what? You forgot that, like, mercy was a thing? I guess you guys are so terrible. Like, I can be good. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, like, humans couldn't, like, comprehend this level of um, critical thought. But, yeah, yeah. that this is like a this is a theme throughout the book is she's given like a decent option but instead of just like being like okay she's like you're so annoyed at her (laughs) i'm so fucking annoyed at her anyways so she actually like was considering death Uh, yes yes yeah she was thinking about it but then 
Yeah. She's like, her dad's like, no, like, go to Perithian. Because I guess at this point she thinks, she, like, doesn't understand Perithian is fine. She's like, but Faze live there and, like, Faze hate humans and, like, are evil and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, a pretty, there's, it's both, both are bad, both are bad alternatives, uh, understandably, for her in yeah, that, in that moment. Yeah, but one's, like, death and one's, like, maybe, like, a tough life or something like that, but at yeah. least you're alive. Yeah. So she finally says, like, okay, I'll go to Perithian. So the beast carries her to a horse. They ride out. He puts her in an enchanted sleep. Of course. And they and invisible binds on the horse, and they go through the invisible Perithian wall to, like, the most beautiful place Feyre has ever seen. Mm-hmm. It's a huge, sprawling estate. It's stunning. It's huge. It's springtime. And basically her, like you know, first couple hours or days, she's, like, planning to escape, to go back through the wall, and she's pissed that she's in this circumstance. But the Beast, a la Beauty and the Beast, turns into a man with a mask. And he's beautiful, and he has, like, high cheekbones and blonde hair and a little masquerade mask, (laughs) which, like... (laughs) (laughs) just for some mystery you know just for some mystery and we learned that he's high fae so he's like royalty amongst the fairies he's a warrior and he lives in like riches and his name's Mm -hmm. tamlin Mm -hmm. he has tan skin and pointed ears delish but what we really need to talk about is tammy's best friend Ugh, Lucian. What do you think of Lucian? Because he's so, like, cheeky and he never, like, stops being cheeky. Sorry, he is, like, hands down. So, obviously, reread this, I think, for the fourth time was this reread for this, um, this app. He is, like, hands down the best character in this entire book. As a, He's so cheeky. He's so, yeah, so he's, he's Talon's bff but actually just this you know he's got this tragic backstory and he he serves from another court because they're in the spring court i'm not trying to jump ahead too much here no, but no, no, this is great but yeah they're in the spring court this is where Feyre is tamlin is there and lucian is from the autumn court which you know Christian is made up of all of these different courts where all these different fairies rule and he's this like outsider he's got the fox mask he's got this red hair i know you want to mention about his eye <laughs> but you go you you, you give him give the give the listeners um, yeah. a, a mental image go for it yeah so he has one eye and one is fake mm-hmm. and it's metal um and so we don't know at this point what right. happened to his eye. But when I read the dramatized mm-hmm, mm-hmm. version of the audiobook, it so that means it's full cast. So every character has a different like actor. Um, there's music and sound effects of like, you know, like parties and stuff like that. But every single time Feyre, which is like fucking 10 times a chapter, mentions Lucian's eye and it like following her there's like a robotic sound like "Eh, eh." in the book and I was like who approved this it's so bad it's it's, so bad I think that might take away some of it for me if I was hearing "Eh, eh," uh with it because I think he's so um I like have some quotes that as we get to them I'll I'll highlight where he's really cheeky he's there's like more 
banter and tension in a good way between him and Feyre at points than her and Tamlin. Um, Literally. And so I was like, I'm like, there's a good, because he doesn't like her either. Like he's obviously no. very put off because, right? I think we just, we're get to this point where she finds yeah. out, she finds out that, um, the wolf she killed was actually another fairy part of like his estate, like Tamlin's estate, who's actually their friend, him and Lucian's friend. And so they're, you know, Lucian is quite upset with her. He's like, you hateful human who, who killed our friend when she's like, okay, whatever. I thought it was a wolf, but okay. Um, like how is she supposed to know? And they have more of an enemies to lovers vibe her and Lucian because he's just like you're so annoying blah 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 but she's always like oh he's fox like and cute. but she doesn't lust over him very much really in any no, way not, just, not me. Really. just me just me lusting over Lucian what did you call Lucian when you first read the book Lucian which me it's too. like still kind of that in my mind but me too. but I mean I know the names I mean Harry Potter set the names in in practice of like I called Hermione Hermione like when I was a kid (laughs) (laughs) when I was a kid and Slytherin was Hermione yeah yeah. so like you know classic fantasy thing to not to not know the names perfectly 100% so funny I tell this story to everyone I know but when I went to the Twilight premiere with all my best girlies my friend whips her head around and she goes it's not Carlisle <laughs> you like, called no. it Carlisle no no my oh, friend did and I was a- like babe it's Carlisle like, <laughs> like that's not even fantasy like that's just real like <laughs> please I wish that I had read it as Carlisle the entire time it's so funny and at that point she had read like all the books because she was the one that had given it to me the first book and I was just like fucking (laughs) devastating for her devastating for her to realize that at the movie premiere totally so Feyre in also classic fantasy novel she gets a full fucking makeover Mm -hmm. by her like kind of handmade Alice and I put don't forget the plucking because I swear to fucking god the the shit that we get about body hair in any in, in any book is so fucking annoying. Like they, the author always has to slip in that they like fully wax the girl's body before yes. she like is meeting her mafia <laughs> groom or like like. So they mention that she gets fully plucked, and it's like KK like didn't need misogyny know. is real and alive <laughs> even in our fantasy world. Even in and they Caribbean. don't want us to forget it. Yeah, absolutely. So she starts learning, like, okay, Perthian's not what I thought. I can live here. Like, Tamlin's like, you can just live here however you want. You're not, like, I'm not a jailer. You're not jailed. You're not, like, our slave or something like that. And she's like, oh, I'm, like, so confused. And he just, like, Tamlin specifically just wants her to, like, enjoy her hobbies. He's like, what do you like to do? She's like, I like to paint, like. No, wait, but sorry, before that, I have a literal comment. He goes, don't you have, he, because he goes at one point, what you do with your life isn't my problem. Because she's like, what do you want me to do? Earn my keep, like, do whatever. She's trying to figure out her life. And he goes, don't you have any interests? And she just goes, no. (laughs) And I was like, me, Conan? Like, me trying to figure out my my hobbies. Um, But yeah, you're right. Literally me. You're right. She does love, she does love to paint, but she like was hesitant to tell him, but then she does tell him. And yes, more of her, like, it's like, 
she's what slowly starting to realize that she is like, yeah, like not what it is. And she can maybe do some things that she never thought she was going to be able to do. Like relax, have food at the table. Yeah, but she doesn't have, like have a, to. A, a nice bath, like just walk in the. Get field. plucked. Get plucked head <laughs> to toe. Like she can ride a horse, but not have it like equal hunting and like all of this stuff. So She's, like, concerned about her family, but Tamlin's like, don't worry, I'll take care of them. And she does start to, like, apologize and feel really bad for killing Andres, which is the, you know, wolf mm-hmm. fae that she killed. And, oh, my God, this is, like, another thing that I love slash hate about fantasy books is, like, it's just, like, same, same, but different. Like, mm-hmm. Tamlin and Lucian are, like, asking if they're more handsome than mortal boys and if she loves anyone at home. That's, like, the first thing they fucking ask ask her and it's like of course they want to know like are you single and are we hot <laughs> like, <laughs> like please like yeah bathe me in the compliments yeah yeah that's yeah. really funny I forgot about that you're right so funny so Tamlin shares with her that there's a sickness in Perithian and shares that the masks are permanent it's like a curse and that his powers were once, you know, great, but they're now diminished. Feyre is an annoying fucking bitch <laughs> during this point. Like, so she like, so it's like the first night she like sleeps there, has a nice like sleep, stuff like that. And then in the morning, she's like, I guess I should like go like find breakfast and like I'll bump into Tamlin and Lucian. Like, does he even remember my name? <laughs> and it's like, what do you think? think of him like that he, that you're gonna walk down the stairs and he's gonna be like who are you like <laughs> she's just so annoying well okay yeah 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 that's I mean she yeah it's like yeah he's not gonna forget her that's funny so um she like is still like I need to get back to my family I, I'll, I need to make a plan somehow she like packs a bag in case she's gonna run and stuff like that but it's like mixed between enjoying herself and like planning her escape Mm-hmm. She goes patrolling with Lucian and Lucian hints that the sickness is from uh, her, like no other word, but we find out it's from like some type of woman or some type mm. of fae and that Lucian can't shapeshift, but Andres and Tamlin can because they are high fae. Um, and he talks about these creatures living in the forest called surreals that you can ask any questions and they like tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. And while they're out there, they encounter a bog, which is a. Uh, this is like another thing. I'm gonna get this in my. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna get to this. Like, trust, trust <laughs> Tell me. me. But like, girl, there's a fog. <laughs> there's a fog that whispers into your mind and wants you to look at it. Yes. And if you look at it, it becomes real and like attacks you. And she just calls the fog the bog. Like some of her stuff, I'm just kind of like. like like, it's really on brand no name brand like you get what you see that's really funny 100 so like tamlin's really upset when lucian and fair come home and he like goes to hunt it so we like find out tamlin's a hunter and a warrior and like strong and stuff like that one night she even sees another creature called a puka that (laughs) mirrors her dad and she sees that out the window and she thinks it's her dad so she like goes out to like meet her dad and leave and then Tamlin uh like catches her and he's like that's a mirage like <laughs> embarrassing girl like, like yeah, embarrassing. yeah. 
<laughs> this, yes, and thus starts like all the embarrassing things that yeah, favorite does because totally because it's embarrassing and like same. I'm an embarrassing girl too, but like it's just so funny. So Tamlin goes out, kills the bog. Uh, that, you know, threatened Lucian and Feyre and his hand is hurt. This is another, so this is what you're talking about, the hurt comfort trope? Yes. Yes. Well, this is a turning moment. This is like a very big turning romance moment of like, what what were there? Yeah, they've kind of been kind of at odds, just living in each other's space. She kind of turns away from him a lot when he has been trying to put out like, what do you like? And like, do you want to go on a tour of the estate? Like he kind of puts these things out and she's just like, "Mm, no, like stay away from me. I got to like plan my escape. And then he comes home after hunting this bog and his hand is hurt, which by the way, they like heal so fast all the time. But like this one particularly. well i think it's like so terrible that it like it slowed his healing down or something and and she tends to him right and she is like actually i think that that is the end of this chapter not her being like and that night i didn't lock my door like oh yeah like she like starts to be like so i I don't know if that's the right timing of it but yes she has this moment where she takes care of him and thinks maybe he's not the worst after all right like maybe this his like torn ripped shirt and like how he is maybe maybe he's a little hot okay yeah yeah no i'm like literally giggling and kicking my feet because it just also reminds me so much of outlander when claire is tending to jamie after he like fell off a horse or whatever and at first, she thinks he's like a brute. So when she's like put like tying the bandages, she like really like mm. like wrenches on it, and then like they start talking and stuff. And he's she's like, oh, like he's actually like nice and like hot and stuff. And then she like really like goes above and beyond. Like, love that, love that, I love that. And by the way, there's also like he's also trying to be like he was trying to flirt with her. And I just have a note about Beauty and the Beast coded because. Uh, which obviously it was inspired there was a big part of it was inspired by that but at one point they're like sitting at the dinner table which is when often they like have conversations right between like tam and lucian and Feyre, and he just goes and your hair is um looking clean <laughs> and it and it's like it's like the it's like the beast trying to uh yes. com- compliment Belle, and she can't and you're just sitting there being like this is so cringy and you can like see in my mind's eye, I can see Lucian like putting his head in his hands and shaking it, being like, "You idiot!" So he can't yes. compliment her I think either. He, I think he even says like, "Oh, you haven't lost your touch with the ladies or whatever," because like that is so cringy. But you're totally right. Like they're both warming up to each other. It's very like, was there something that there wasn't there before? Oh my <laughs> god. Okay, I have a question for you. Okay, yeah. first of all, there's so many references. Obviously, we meet Tamlin first, and he is in his, like, beast form with his, like, mm. antlers and horns or whatever. First of all, there's there's so many moments where as J. Mass says, then Tamlin, like, shook his head, the movement more animal than anything. And there's so many references to animals, and I all I wrote was, all I can think of is a horse shaking its head and, like, neighing. Because I'm like, <laughs> what animal is shaking its head? <laughs> Yeah. She goes, I'd forgotten how huge he was in this form, forgotten the curled horns and lupine face. And my note is just at Tori, I need to know, are you into this? (laughs) (laughs) I like, okay, so I've read a few like monster romances where like the, the man is more monster than human. Yeah. 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 For sure. And like, 
sometimes I'm like, okay, like, it's fine. But like, and then sometimes I'm like, okay, this is like a little weird. But it's not something that I like really, I would say like, I don't, I'm really neutral on it. Like, okay, okay. I was just curious. Yeah, it's not something that I'm like, oh my fucking God. But like, I, I feel like more his like, I think the, what I like about those parts is that it reminds us that he's not a human mm. versus like that he's like a sexy beast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, I love those TikToks or those tweets or whatever when it was like, yeah, like Belle's face like fell when, yeah. when he became when he became a man. <laughs> She's like, oh, I really, I really didn't like, oh, think can this you, like, was turn what was going to happen. Yeah, that's yeah. so funny. I mean, yeah. obviously, I don't think Fair is hot for. I mean, she's a, she's obviously getting hot for him, and mm-hmm. but I but it seems to be more out of this. Yeah, so there's something there that wasn't there before, and I think her warming up to being like, oh, I'm not going to die. Like I feel like there's like this gratefulness and this like you know, she starts to realize that, you know, it's the millennial fantasy, actually, of, like, just being taken care of, like, just Literally. being, just being, like, a girly who yeah. doesn't have to work and yeah. and can just paint all day and do your hobbies and there's food on the table and, oh, all the things that you were responsible for before, your parents, your, your family, you don't have, you're not, actually, because, actually, your sacrifice meant that they're better off. And they're yeah. and they're fine without you. And I'm like the ultimate millennial fantasy. I also would fall it for is. this man. Sorry, like absolutely 100. percent It's like oh, I can just like paint and like chill all day. Like sign me the fuck up in a nice estate. There's so there's so many funny moments where I'm just like this. He is really has like no game though. Because another another point he goes, you can't write yet. You learn to hunt and to survive. How? And I was like, you, I was like, you, you, sorry, does one have to count on the other? Like, you can't write your name, so you're just like, oh, but that's amazing that you learned to hunt, survive, you can't spell, but anyways, he's got to work on his game a little bit, is in my opinion. Totally, totally. So, you're talking about the scene where he takes her into the study, and we learn that Feyre is illiterate, like you're Mm -hmm. saying, and which, like, is also, I guess, the reality of, mm-hmm. like, growing up in poverty and, like, just having to survive, which a lot of books, I feel like, don't say. Like, they, they, you know, have all their reading and writing capabilities, even if they grew up in the same way as Feyre. So, yeah, always thought that was interesting. And she tries to teach herself how to read. She finds a map and, like, picture panels depicting what happened with the wars between the fae and the humans. And she explains at this point, um, like we've kind of mentioned, there's seven courts, spring, winter, summer, autumn, dawn, night, and day. And they're in spring right now. And Lucian's from autumn. And Tamlin offers to help write a letter to her family, but she, like, doesn't trust that he wouldn't, like, make fun of her or, like, do something bad or just be doing it like in bad faith so mm-hmm. we actually see like Lucian and Feyre becoming quicker friends um than her and Tamlin and Lucian tells her how you can snare a cereal and gives her a knife and she goes finds one traps it and asks it a few questions the info she gets is that Tamlin is the high lord of the spring court so she knew he was like nobility but he's like he's the the high lord he's the guy he's He's the the prince 
And there's a king that rules an island, the king of Highburn, which mm. will like come into play later on. But a Naga, another. <laughs> At least it's not name. the Puka. Yeah. <laughs> um, interrupts them and she like tries to fight off these Nagas and she screams and Tamlin comes and saves her and kills the Nagas. <laughs> But not before she kills a few herself. Like, it's a very... Yeah, she can it's a, hold her own. It's a very, yeah. like, I think important, like, thorough, like, through the book that she is actually, like, she sets up a snare in her room when she first there to, like, catch anybody who tries to come in. And she, like, scales down the window when she's trying to escape. And she kills these, she kills these fairies. And so, yeah, she is strong. And, and that does come into play, I feel like, as, you know, she just... Once it's nice to be taken care of. Totally. And I think you're totally right. Like she's a dumb bitch in <laughs> in some aspects, but she's also like really obviously skilled at hunting and is like resourceful and brave and all of those things. That you say seen. reluctantly. You yeah. say you don't want to say. Yeah. No, she is. She is though. She is. So he saves her. Yeah, he saves her and like they are starting to become friends. Tamlin reveals that the fairies fought for the humans in this like these wars. So like they're not all bad and that he glamored Feyre's family um, at the threat of war. So they don't know that he came and stole her and they're well taken care of. So she's like grateful for that. Can we talk about how that's like some toxic behavior right there? Like, like, don't worry. Everyone, you know, just doesn't conveniently forgot you. And so that you will just be mine. I'm like not saying it's not hot, but it's such, it's put as such a noble thing Act, yeah. and and this because obviously because she cared so much about her family making sure that they were taken care of even though they're all bitches and we don't want we don't even care about them but mm. yeah but like how funny because I think she does have a moment where she's like oh well then like what do I even what am I even supposed to do because did they just forget about me did they just like I have not I guess my life is here in Prithian now I'm like hmm. seems convenient convenient <laughs> Convenient. convenient for who, though, Farah? <laughs> convenient for who? <laughs> so the very, like, the actual turning point is when a summer court fairy, Tamlin and Lucian, find, they bring him back to the estate, and they reference that this she person or fairy took his wings, and Farah like, comforts him before he dies, and then they're like, okay, we're, like, now there's like some type of trust between us and like yes. you care for fairies like you don't they don't like disgust you so this is like the my most favorite <laughs> are you gonna talk about how it's embarrassing that she finds out that there have been like 10 more fairy like 10 million more fairies around or no? oh, yeah that's again so embarrassing she's like lucian and tamlin are like oh yeah also we like hid we like hid we glamoured <laughs> <laughs> all of the like servants and like staff at our house um and the way that they looked because your little feeble heart could <laughs> take it um so like we also like undid all of that so like <laughs> she, she just like is walking around and she's like oh when i like went after my dad's mirage could, <laughs> could dad? they're like yeah like everyone yeah. was watching you <laughs> yeah. like, 
so cringy. But what were you going to say? You were like, no, I'm just like so thrilled because they go to a, they ride their horses to a Glen mm. and Lucian just like gets drunk off wine in the field, which would probably be me if I was in this. Poor, group of poor, three. poor <laughs> Lucian is like third wheeling. Oh, hard. hard like the whole thing I, I literally have a I literally have I think I have a note because you said he's getting drunk it says he took a slug from it and he sprawled on his back and gazed at the grand canopy and I'm saying just thinking about the conversation that had to have happened between them before this outing like Lucian having to third wheel like he had to come along like you really couldn't just leave the BFF at home I have a lot of thoughts about like Tamlin and Lucian having hots for each other which is oh, not canon that. but like yeah. moment, <laughs> it's yeah, canon yeah in my heart and yeah. and so I'm just like Lucian is just being dragged along for all this stuff it's fun that's so fucking funny we learn more about Lucian's backstory and that they like killed two of his brothers because uh it's whatever it doesn't it doesn't matter <laughs> me, me with highlights of this because I'm sad for Lucian I will fill you in for the okay. Lucian girlies okay. Okay. which is okay. just okay. that he was in love long story short he was in love with a commoner and his dad mm-hmm. is like evil and his brothers are evil and and they were not okay with him and then they like forced him to watch as they killed his like commoner lover and then they tried to come kill Lucian too and I, th- I think Lucian and Tamlin like killed two of his brothers in, in response so yes yes when they were like after him and like sorry back to my Tamlin slash Lucian because there's literally yeah. a line that Tamlin says where he said he's like explaining this story he killed one Tamlin said I killed the other et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I claimed Lucian as my own. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways, you keep going. You Do you want to speak more on that, Tamlin? Like... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's but his so emissary, funny. right? So now he's his emissary and Lucian, and which is why Lucian is now at the spring court. Yes, not the autumn court. So um, she, he's like, I want to show you something. So he takes her down to this stream. It looks like starlight. And he's like, do you want to go for a swim? I think is also bold to ask if she wants to swim when she can't read. <laughs> like, you think she had time to pick up swimming lessons? She Ooh. didn't go to school. Like, yeah, let's be careful. Yeah, and so she's like, oh my God, like I could never like strip down in my underwear and go swimming. So he's like asking her more personal questions. He's like, what would make you happy? Like he wants to make her happy. Mm-hmm. And she literally can't even answer. So she's like, a swim, a swim would do. And they go swimming. And I think that's like really cute. Yeah, it's cute. There's definitely some, there's some moments where you're like, okay, there's like some cute romance here. He like, it has like funny little limericks and poems that are kind of dirty and says them to her. And as as he's like trying to help her to again, be like, I can write that letter for you. And like yeah. all this stuff. So, but like, we're getting close to, is it Kalen May? Kalen May? Kalen May. <laughs> so Kalen May. Please, please yeah, let's get into this. Yeah, literally. So there's what, one more piece. Mm. she's painting and she's painting roses I think she like picks one up and she, uh, one of the thorns like nicks her and he kisses her palms to heal her wounds and then her cheek and then he growls <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say he's so it's so it's boring to me it's giving me boring like I I'm like it's it, it's kind of sweet and you're reading it it's a little hard We've both talked about this on the reread. I think we were a bit more enamored first time through, fresh eyes. Absolutely. And then you reread and you're kind of like, 
but I mean, it'll put in context with the ending and like the yeah. the big twist and stuff. But yeah, you're kind of like, is this even okay? Is this even that romantic? Okay, one hundred percent. So we end up at Kalanmai, which is uh, the fire night, which is I think the arrival of spring, and Tamlin and Lucian both say you can't leave your room. You have to stay in your room. But of fucking course, she immediately leaves. Yep. Um, like she hears the beating of the drums. It's and she's called. Yes, yeah. yes. As these fires are popping up, uh, that she can see out the window, right around the estate, and all of this, like you know, sexy vibes are happening. Which, like, like, I get. Like, I fucking get it. But it's like I just feel like she's so. Oh, you dumb bitch. Insolent this way. Because it's like, if someone tells you, like, it's not because they don't want you there. It's there's, like, <laughs> She danger. had FOMO. She had some <laughs> real FOMO. And she was like, Literally. not today. I mean, she's very defiant. I think yeah. that's, like, kind of the, kind of something that's very about Farah throughout, too. And we're all reading it gagging, like, please go find out what's happening. Of so. course, of course. But, like, in my heart of hearts, I'd be in the room <laughs> for sure. Or maybe. I don't know. Okay. So she encounters three fairies who, like, take her kind of, like, attempt to like SA her Mm -hmm. Um, but she is saved by quote unquote the most beautiful man she has ever seen with Mm -hmm. dark hair and blue eyes and he is like what is a human doing at Callan May (laughs) still don't know how is that how you're supposed to say it yeah okay we'll go for it yes I yes there's this dark yeah the 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 tall dark handsome brooding yes most beautiful beautiful person that she's seen right it like saves her right and does the does the like pretends if people for a love little love a little fake relationship uh shout out there because he comes up and he saves her by pretending to being like there you are like sweetie like i've been looking for you um fake relationship works for the, every time and the other fairies he's obviously so powerful the other fairies are like um oh shit and and run away yeah the ones that were trying to do something not so not so untoward with her totally so she finds uh, Lucian and he explains what the right at Callan May is. And this actually makes me want to fucking KMS. Ah! I was laughing so hard. Even though I do love this. No, this is the set. This is the the throw to sex pollen or fuck or die. But but in this world of like, okay, I'll take the reins because I love it. Right. Where Lucian is like, well, first of all, importantly, for later in the book, she turns away from this this guy that saves her. He seems mm. dangerous. And so she turns away from him, but he kind of saves her. And she's just like, see ya. And then she finds Lucian, who's like, what the hell are you doing out here? And reveals that it's like the great, the night that, Tam- that magic will like overtake Tamlin and his beast form will come out. He's going to, like, he can't control himself. He will have sex with whoever the magic chooses, and that will replenish. But only women. Right. Only women. But like, only. Well, <laughs> we don't know. But yes, yeah. all the women. No, it lined says. Up. It says. Yeah, it says fairy all women, maiden. All the fairy which, maidens. Yeah. Yes, because she's like, who is? She's like, who is it? And Lucian like snorts. He's like, <laughs> and I think that he's jealous that it's not him. He's jelly, and exactly. he's he's a little jelly. But but yes, that that this magic from this magic copulation will will populate. Uh, not populate. 
replenish the like power of spring and and the crops and everything if only that were that simple (laughs) for the rest of the year and it's very very important as well as um all the other people having sex that night as well like once he has chosen the maiden and Farrah's like (laughs) okay you wouldn't be me yeah then other high fae can do it too so you would think she's like okay danger Lucian's mad at me I almost got essayed I'm gonna stay in my room no (laughs) no she's hungry and needs a midnight snack are you fucking kidding me you dumb bitch (laughs) she she bumps into tamlin afterwards this is later in the night like afterwards where it's like lucian actually brings her back yes i i wrote hot without further word he's flung me over his shoulders if i were a sack of potatoes and she's like put me down which is such a trope and and lucian like runs with her back he's like if tamlin sees you it's gonna be bad girly like like he will obviously like alludes to her i know i was i was like he will be the one choice i was like he needs to find her (laughs) yes yes that's like yeah yeah you're like so so it's like you can assume the right has happened fair is like a little jealous she's like a little bit like "Mm -hmm, you had you had sex with who now and then she goes down for this midnight snack bumps into tamlin in the biggest state and what happens he goes i was searching for you and couldn't find you like i like literally i was throwing my book across the room they basically dry hump and he like kisses and bites her neck and he says don't disobey me again oh yeah after oh yeah after lucian is like you're lucky i found you when i did when he like got rid of her or like saved her before because he goes because he would have smelled you and claimed you but it wouldn't have been tamlin who brought you into that cave and I don't think he would have liked it. Tonight is not for lovemaking. And we're like, yes! Literally, I was like, no, that's what we want. <laughs> but yes, it is very, it is like, I would say this sexiest moment up to that point. Um, and this is where, this is where it's really fun because, you know, there's so many books now that are really smutty and Sarah J. Mass really leans into that in later books. But this one's pretty tame. And again, in the context of 2015, people are like fairy porn and then they actually read these and they're not very, you know, the most sometimes there is, is this like sexy, hot him like biting her neck and there's this steamy moment, but it's, it's really good. It's like, it's a, it's a it's good moment. It's really good. This was a scene that I was like, this is like what, when you have to read 400 pages to get to the scene and you are so fuck you're like you're ready for it go. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's you're you're right there's su- there's such a i'm so petty about how fast in so many fantasy novels and like any romance novels that people can fall for each other but you're i didn't think of it that way but you're so right there is a really good four yeah like you're like 400 pages in you and you're like, like- Yes, you have to like edge yourself because, and the payoff is so much better. Yeah. Like it's true. Like that is, this is the payoff that you're like fucking dead. So I said, I don't like love the, like, I'm neutral on the like, like lupine features and like the, mm-hmm, the way that mm-hmm. he stalks a room or like whatever. Mm-hmm. But when he sends her. Oh, yes. That's it. I don't know why, but like, does it, it for does you? It does something to me. That's really funny. That's like a very alpha, beta, omega, like scenting kind of thing. And there is like play with scent and like 
definitely with fairies or supernatural creatures in any fantasy books it's always just like you have a specific st- i mean not even in fantasy right if there's like any man he's like described as like husk pine and musk at the same time and you know pusky said no so yeah but you know there's always like cedar and moss or whatever so there's always a thing with scents with romance which like actually i can like really get into it is sexy to think of somebody having that smell and like it's like that just doesn't happen like that's not real life ever he smelled like winter like it's like he smelled like like the fresh fallen snow and i'm like i'm there i can no I know I know it's like when you walked in I could smell like fresh lavender and it's like oh god like that just that's wearing too much cologne you're wearing too much but yeah so this hot moment happens there obviously things are ramping up now between them there is definitely some like sexual tension whatever then there's this like really fun scene with banter again with Lucian and and Lucian's like at the breakfast table the next day right like Tamlin is like she seems to have a death wish you know so fair can't bother to be listened can't be bothered to listen to orders I can't be held accountable for the consequences and she's like accountable you cornered me in the hall like a wolf with a rabbit and Lucian is just like sitting there with like his hand in his his chin in his hands and he's like this is fun you guys um and so there's like some really fun banter between them and there's definitely some like flirting energy and this is gonna be spoiler alert the tv series this is gonna this scene is gonna fucking hit i feel like i'm i hope so i hope so I ho- yeah 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 i hope so so he apologizes brings her flowers and the next night this is so fucking dusty and like i would do this too like no judgment she wears a fucking dress and like she's known <gasps> for her like tunics yes! and slacks yes and she's, like, she's like i think actually for dinner tonight alice i want to wear a dress and like i want you to like put flowers in my hair and like i want to look the hottest i've ever looked and she's like for what reason and she's like none (laughs) none actually just this whole time that i've thought and haven't wanted to wear a dress the whole time yes it's a very it's a very big it's a that's a very big moment she is now like looking to impress to 100 so they go to the glen the next day and she can't hear a willow singing and he says well i can like glamour you to be able to hear it but if if i do that for you you have to kiss me mm. do you like the like the kind of like dare or like trade romance trope you like maybe I don't know if it works here for me as much like I don't think I was like kicking my feet giggling about it but with the right tone I think it works better with a bad boy um like Tamlin's like taunting like, yes. yeah I don't think yeah, like, he yeah. is the bad boy like I think we, he is this romantic figure that we are also kind of falling for as he is kind and doing these things for her um and so yeah when he's just like uh-huh, I'll trade it for a kiss and I'm like okay I mean I guess that's cute in like a you're in grade 10 kind of way but sure totally so months pass she's getting more comfortable there's a party she gets like drunk and stuff like that and she like this is again so cringe. <laughs> embarrassing she dances to his like fiddling like, like yeah fiddling like fiddle playing which like i could you just imagine like the type of dancing that you have to know 
<laughs> no and yes you have to admit I find the fiddle the word fiddle takes me out of it which is unfortunate mm-hmm. but I'm thinking more like like I can see the son- the scene if it was like HBO like it's dark the only light is firelight there is like intense dark music playing and like you're getting close-up shots of like sweaty like a neck like a shot of a close-up oh, neck because yeah, she's like been dancing plastered. all night she can't even notice yeah. that she's 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 like beside herself um so that so that part is hot if you think about it but if you just read it and it's like she's just been dancing for car <laughs> straight to his fiddling you're just like please this is so embarrassing you know you can't dance you know you can't you can't read you can't write and you probably can't dance but tamlin is, so is enamored funny. He is 100%. like 100%. So they watch the sunset. They kiss. And she says it's the happiest moment of her life. But of course, you know, trouble, trouble in paradise. Yeah. Trouble's right around the corner because the next morning someone arrives and Lucian and Tamlin quickly hide Feyre with a glamour. And guess what? It's the Fae that saved her on Cal and May. Yeah. Uh, and Tamlin calls him Resand or Reese. <sighs> And, like, again, Feyre knows that he's trouble and that Tamlin and him have beef. So her and Reeson have beef. Mm. And we get some Im- more info that Lucian, like, calls him Am- Amarantha's whore, mm-hmm. which we find out is the unnamed woman. And that really bothers him. Lucian said, or um, Reeson says that Amarantha is waiting for Tamlin. So she's like, what does Tamlin have to do with this? And Reeson, you know, finds out that she's there, unglamors her, and he remembers Feyre from Cal and May. And all of the important parts of what you did not say are all of the tantalizing descriptions of sorry the bad boy trope i've got some quotes here okay recent approach tamlin each moment move each movement smooth as silk his voice dropped into a whisper an erotic caress of sound that brought heat to my cheeks so he is he has from the beginning described as you know sexy and like bad boy and he is very like yeah they hate each like him and tamlin are hating each other because of history and he's part of the night court and you know there's obviously this history there and um there's so many quotes where they're like he what he says like if i were you i wouldn't speak to me like that and it's like the quiet assured power and authority that's happening and at one point he says please what because he makes tamlin beg Yes. To not to not tell Amarantha about Feyre because Feyre. Tamlin is like now it's like I have to protect her and Reese's like how dare you try to glamour her for me like you think you're trying to do this and he makes him beg get down on his knees and like kiss the floor in front of him and Tamlin says please and he and the the line is please what Reese said gently coaxingly like a lover I'm ge- I know <laughs> I'm praying know. right now like Jesus Mary. Help me, Lord, this is hitting, this hits all my buttons in this moment of this, like, very tense, and it's, like, really ramping up plot. You're, like, starting to get ramped up plot-wise, and it's pretty intense, and I am just, like, a goner for this. I am, like, oof. Absolutely, and in the first read, I definitely understood that she was calling him hot, Mm -hmm. but I was, like, she said that about Lucian, Faye, are supposed to be all hot because they like entice humans Mm -hmm. as like prey and stuff like that 
but when I read it for the second time or like listened to it, it was like when they, when she talks about his like sensual voice and Mm -hmm. stuff like that, it's, it's clear that she's like, oh, this guy's like trouble, but it's like the hot football star of the school. Yeah. And Chamlin's like the good, like grade A. Grade A. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And so there's some, I like this. I like that there's like something more interesting happening now. Um, It's getting a little bit and things are amping up because we are like, what is going on with this sickness, this plague that is on Prithian, the power that's being dampened on the spring court. They're worried about this. And all of a sudden things are really amping up and we're like, oh yeah, this like big bad Amarantha is there's something bad going on here. Yeah. And like you said, she's waiting for Tamlin. Totally. Somewhere. Somewhere. So Two things happen before Ryson. Oh my God, this is yeah. Recent, I know, I know. Okay, he was Ryson like, to me originally. Also, it's so bad. I tweeted. I think my first tweet on my Ready to Be Romance account was like something about like, but girlies call him Ryson or something like that. Correct, like, correct. It's just it's so tough. You call to him. Like, you call him whatever you want. Yeah, God. But then it's like it doesn't make sense because then when they call him Rice, like that, <laughs> like it it makes sense that it's I know, Ryzen, I know, I know. It like ruins my life. So two things happen. He asked for Feyre's name. She says, my name's Claire Better, which was one of her friends back in... The village. Yeah, the village, the mortal world. And then he looks into her mind. So we know that he has a power, kind of like Tamlin's shape-shifting and his brute Mm -hmm. force that he can look into minds. So Tamlin's like, okay, that was too close for comfort. Like, there, it's, it's the nighttime. It's too close for comfort. You have to go back to the mortal world, but she doesn't want to because she's obsessed with him now. And they have sex and like he shreds her underwear with a claw. Sorry, you and I on the same page. Literally, I, here's the quote is I shouldn't even No, I'm going to read it. We're on ready Please. to be romance. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he, he hesitated at the sound, pulling back slightly, but I bit his lip in silent command that had him growling, there's the growling, into my mouth. With one long claw, he shredded through silk and lace, and my undergarment fell away in pieces. The claw retracted, and his kiss deepened as fingers slid between my legs, coaxing and teasing. Yada, yada, yada. Here, here's my note. Yeah. Literally would be, my note is just, literally would be shitting myself with the claws, <laughs> with the claws that she's seen multiple times described as being punched out of his knuckles because it because he can't control them and i'm like and now this i mean maybe like the danger is a little sexy but i'm like this is so close to your you gotta be are you sure he can control these claws anyways maybe and it's obviously supposed to be sexy and i was like would be shitting myself that's really no funny that you said that. literally because the way that she describes them aren't like dainty i, I guess claws are never Woo! dainty but like it's like they're like wolverine and i was just scared for her <laughs> full vagina like god but she seems to have a good time they have you're right they like they have a good time they're like, finally united 100 it's like what you want in a romance novel like she comes like a million times and yep. he goes down on her with like no like having to pay back and like all yep. this stuff she's falling asleep he whispers i love you which at the time I thought was like very, very cute because she like hears it. But the second time it kind of it fell flat for me. I just think we can talk about this in context of when we find out what the big 
plot mm-hmm. issue what the big issue is and and it like recontextualizes his like i love you you know totally so she goes back home and nesta and elaine now live in a really bougie place well he sends her back home right because he just loves her so much that's a bit like that's like are you you i I'm, I'm releasing you from the treaty i'm like letting you go because because it's too dangerous here now resend knows something about you there's this like sickness this blight that's coming over our lands and I gotta send you home to be safe and it's this like very sad you're like just as it's getting good and so she goes home yeah so we're like Devo for Feyre um (laughs) but like I guess happy that she's safe they all believe that she was taking care of a sick aunt during this time we find out Nesta didn't marry Thomas her dad is way her dad's leg is way better because the salve of a stranger from the street and then another stranger came to their house and was like hey sir this is how you should like invest your fortune and now they're like millionaires like it's so fucking dumb and i'm just like it's so funny but this is fucking wild nesta accuses Feyre of lying she has a piece of um the table where Tamlin's claw went through it to prove that she was lying. So uh, Feyre has to tell her the entire story. We learn that selfish Nesta went after Tried going after her. A little redeemable moment there, yep. Redeemable moment. And we're like, oh my God. And she's like, no, I actually hate our dad. He like let her (laughs) mom die. Like, like, trust me, like I, I hate it here too. And they have, yeah, like a bonding moment. So... They find out the like ne- following day or following weeks that Claire Better's house had fully burned down and everyone died. And Feyre's like, fuck, like, that is definitely because I gave Claire <laughs> Better's my name. Fault. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she's like, my B. I defo killed this girl by accident because I'm dumb and I underestimated the powers of the Fae and recent told Amarantha about Claire and she's dead so they start to be like oh yeah like this is kind of weird they all remember that Feyre you know there's no sick aunt and she's like I'm leaving back to Perthian I gotta save my boy with what powers like you can hunt a wolf <laughs> you can and like you can, barely like, like <laughs> barely like you're obviously like they just killed an entire family but okay Go yeah. save the day with your like. I wish I had the confidence of. Now I'm not gonna say I wish I had the confidence of, of a being a dumb white bitch. man. Oh my I want God. the fucking confidence of this dumb bitch. Like truly, she is so bold. I don't know if we're gonna get a hate for that. Maybe not. I, don't I know. know. I was the, just thinking about that. No, I still have love for her. Like, are I we gonna? Get, no, I I love her too. Trust me. And. Um, th- I don't think this is a spoiler, but she gets way better as a person, like, <laughs> and way less annoying, like, <laughs> way better, way better, still way more embarrassing, still embarrassing, so, so but, embarrassing, but, but like, yes. I am too, and I hope people know me, like, if they know me from RTBP, it's like, they know I say this with the most, uh, utmost respect and, and love, but like, no, like, dumb bitch alert, but I am also a dumb bitch, so like, it's no tea, no shade, but exactly, she, Goes back to Spring Court after, you know, two days it takes her. She gets to Tamlin's estate. It looks like it's broken into. It's empty. The only person left there is Alice. And she's like, Tamlin and Lucian were taken by Amarantha. 
She's the high queen of Perithian. She lives under the mountain. She's brought all the people from all seven courts or all the fairies from Mm -hmm. all seven courts under the mountain um, because Tamlin hasn't broken the curse with the masks. And she summoned all the high lords from all the courts. And she's going to make an example out of Tamlin in front of them. So they, they don't rebel that they, you know, fall in line with her plans which her plans are to overtake the mortal world. Mm-hmm. So, and again, so like, okay, like Sarah J. Mass, love your writing, but okay, this is now Lucian who fell in love with a mortal mm-hmm. and he met a fiery death. No, he didn't fall then, in love with a mortal. Finish your thought though. He fell in love with just like a commoner. A commoner, a commoner. Yeah. Amarantha's sister mm. falls in love with a human, but he like, she also meets a fiery death. Feyre, like or Tamlin. Are you seeing a pattern here? <laughs> yeah, literally. So yes. So she's mad because at all mortals because her yeah sister fell in love with one and he flipped on her and we learn that she wants to conquer all the human lands but she needs support from all seven courts. So she put a spell on them. Part of Tamlin's curse is that he couldn't tell Feyre about any of this. We learn that Amarantha took Lucian's eye and the masks are from a masquerade party that she held where she laid the curse on them. Amarantha was in love with Tamlin. (laughs) (laughs) It just starts to get real messy with all the love triangles here. It's it's so sloppy, dude. There's a bit, there's a bit of, um, there's a bit of like, almost too much of a lore dump although i know that's like pretty common in fantasy to like kind of get everyone up to speed but like there's a lot sometimes i'm like flip 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 (laughs) yeah there's like a lot that really like gets revealed here and also that amarantha because she loved tamlin and he rejected her thinks it's a good you know fairy trickery curse to give him 49 years which was such a funny number 49 years to Find a human girl who hates fairies so much that she'll kill one of them in cold blood, and then she's got to fall in love with Tamlin. And that and will break. You. And say the I curse. love you. And that will break the course. And this is also revealed, is it not, by Alice in this moment. And Alice is yes. like, you dumb bitch <laughs> that you it's not us calling her a dumb bitch it's alice, <laughs> it's alice who and she's was like, being so mean to her i want to say so, like <laughs> so mean and here's what i'm petty and i wrote this down because i'm petty about this because Feyre has this i failed them and in doing so i damned them all because she because she realizes she could have just said i love you to tamlin because there's a moment when he tells her that she that he loves her and she goes away back to the mortal realm. She's like, I do love him, but I just don't know if it's the right time to say it. And I don't love the, um, it's this, What this is what I'm petty about is the guilt of not like, is the lesson here that you should always tell people your feelings right away? I'm like, this was probably a good idea that you ju- didn't jump too far into it. It was probably the best objective idea that you went back to your family. You should have probably stayed there. Probably good that you didn't say you fell in love with this guy that kidnapped you, essentially. And and I don't know. I don't. I, I am, like, a little petty about that message. 100%. And, like, she feels so bad. She's like, I ruined everyone's lives. And it's like, 
because you didn't say three measly words because the truth is she does love him. She just didn't say the words. So like it's, it's a plot. Funny. It's a plot it's a, line it's that like plot, it's, it's hard to swallow. To yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, but overwrought with the knowledge of this and knowing that Tamlin's away she like demands Alice tell her how to get to under the mountain and Alice once again is like you dumb bitch you'll literally die within seconds of getting there like there's no way like Amarantha holds all the power she has all the power of all the seven high lords or whatever like she has this this curse on them like nobody can have their real true power against her this is why she's ruling she comes from Highburn and Farrah's like nope I love that man and I gotta go try to save him which good for you i guess what else do you have to live for your whole family was like don't return there's better things for you out there so she goes yeah, and tries to find them totally and i guess like in the context of this like what does she have to live for other than this man? i mean i'd probably at this point i would do the same i'm like i mean me you too have a, me too you gotta go for your love at this point but like if if it was this moment like i'm running back to my home oh I mean I'm already dead like in yeah. real life I'm already dead at this point because I've given up or I've like it was just like yeah kill me um I've died from starvation before the fairy ever even uh came into yeah. play but 100%. yes so she goes under the mountain she finds her way there I'm not missing mm-hmm. anything right she finds her way there mm-hmm. and immediately is like caught immediately by like creepy terrible description fairies what is the adder yeah, I, I can't remember the name and I didn't write it down, but it's like our Amarantha's like lackeys yes, that yes. find her and bring her to the throne room where she meets Amarantha, who is like, she describes her as like a beautiful fairy, but like she's so evil that she could never be like mm-hmm. truly beautiful. And then guess what? Tamlin is sitting next to her. And this actually, again, made me just like, like I, I physically, I think, like stuck my head under my cover. She goes, and Amarantha's like, yes, like, who are you? And she goes, I've come to claim Tamlin, the one I love. And I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> like You got to bring the cringe girly pop. Yeah, yeah I think, truly. yeah. I mean, the it's all out on the line here. And then here is where, it, as in every Sarah J. Mass book, the last hundred pages, it friggin' ramps up to an no. action adventure <laughs> no. novel. No, go, 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 go. So, no, take, literally. Take it away. So she sees Claire dead, dead, dead as a doornail hung up on the wall. And she's like, fuck. <laughs> she's like, she's like she's like tamlin like aren't you excited to see me he's like stone cold stone cold sober he's like i've never seen this bitch in my life i literally would that would have killed me like i would have perished at the thought of that and amaranth is like okay this is gonna be fun i'm evil i like to you know play games i'm i'm president snow in the hunger games she's like if you can complete three tasks to prove that you actually truly love Tamlin. I'll have I'll host one on each full moon of each month, and you can have him. And Feyre, classic Feyre is like, nope. I all I want him, but I also want all of Spring Court and for the the curse to be broken. Be lifted, yep. And she's like, I'll do you one better. <laughs> if you can answer this riddle. At any point, before, after, during the tasks, they will be complete. You win. You can go off and live your life because the tasks are going to be so brutal that if you complete them all, you won't be alive. 
And then she gets beat up and she gets put in a dungeon. But <laughs> And I lose it too because it's such a terrible riddle. Like it's yes, also- I'm gonna read it to you. I'm gonna read okay. it to you. Okay. Yeah, like she's living in her cell. She gets dragged to the throne room one day and Amaranth is like, What's your name? She like won't say it. She even asks recent, he won't say it. And so that's like interesting. She starts torturing Lucian's brothers. She finally gives up her name. She's like, okay, thank you, Feyre. Here's the riddle that you have to solve to break the curse. There are those who seek me a lifetime, but never we meet. And those I kiss, but who trample me beneath ungrateful feet. At times I seem to favor the clever and the fair, but I bless all those who are brave enough to dare. By large, my ministrations are soft-handed and sweet, but scorned I become a difficult beast to defeat. For though each of my strikes lands a powerful blow, when I kill, I do it slow. When you heard this riddle, did you know the answer? Or did you try to get to the answer? I, I'm so no. bad at riddles. And I was just like, okay. Like, I'm like... I'm, I- well, like, and and the hard thing, I mean, is is that if she answers it wrong, then the whole thing's over. So I I get that she doesn't want to that she doesn't want to do that, but it's also like not. Is she like pulling it? It's like what's in my pocket? She's like pulling a golem. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Lord of the Rings. Lord style of the Rings style. Question. Yeah. So, anyways, it, I mean, it's silly. It's funny. I mean, props to Sarah J. Mass. She can write it better, uh, a riddle better than I could. Um, so, it's just, it was just funny. But yeah, she can't figure out the riddle. And soon enough, the first task is upon her. Worm time. Why not like a, like, I don't know, like a falcon or like a another fairy? But basically, she gets dumped into an arena. It's full with like mud trenches and they release a huge blind worm with like teeth and they try to, the worm tries to, you know, eat her. She falls down a passage into like bones and she takes the bones and makes it into a ladder. She covers herself in the mud to disguise her scent. She traps, like basically traps the worm and like kills it. But her arm is fucked. And like, I don't know. I just, I don't like this visual. Oh, it, this is like a badass moment for her though. This is where it's getting oh, of like, I, like, no, I'm I, like, I'm like bitches making a ladder out of bones. Like I'm for sure being like, go Feyre, like go yeah. Feyre, like 100%. But like, why the worm? It, oh, I it's like, know. it's like, I know it's nasty. It's well, there's also, I think there's, there's description. I don't know if the original book, it, it's written W-Y-R-M. And then there's actually like lore of what the worm actually looks like, which is not this vision of like a fle- a fleshy. I just have, there's like, a, I think there's like a worm from SpongeBob that there's like a meme of where, where I'll have to like, I'll link it to you later um, with just like a worm with like fang teeth. And it's like, everyone's like, that's the worm that Feyre like had to defeat. It is, a, it is pretty nasty. She's like covered in like the worm's waist and mud at some point and her arm is broken and she, her like, yeah, the, the it's group, it's grisly. It's very gruesome. And she basically gets thrown. So she defeats it. It's first of all shown that Resand is the only one in the entire Under the Mountain that bets money on Pharaoh winning. Hot. Yeah, like, there's something, like, that he's let the, you know, he's always at the corner. She's always like, oh, that guy's here. Like, ugh. But he's, like, doing stuff to help her here and there. And then my 
favorite scene. I just like won't shut up about it because I'm just like, this is so hot for all the wrong reasons of all the things that I don't love. So she gets tossed into the dungeons, back into the dungeons, right? After this, but her arm is still bleeding. She's covered in filth. She's like gonna die of like worm waste, okay? In her, in her yeah, like infection. Yeah. In, in infection. Could you imagine if she just succumbs to her infection? And that's probably what, that's what would happen to us. I would have been eaten <laughs> yeah. by the worm if I had made it that far, but. Yeah. <laughs> And so she's successful at the first at the first thing, and she does a badass like throws the bone of mud and muck at Amarantha and stuff. But Amarantha is like, "Fuck you!" And so she goes back, and she's dying. She's just like straight up dying, and she thinks no one is gonna come help her. And Resend starts visiting her cell. Okay, as she's a prisoner, as she needs so much help, here is some hurt. There's not even comfort in this. This is just like straight up. She's just like in need, and he is like. I will make a trade with you to help you because you're obviously dying. I have fairy magic. I can, I can like clean your wounds and like help you out so that you can be strong enough for this next, the next full moon in the match, but you're going to have to do something for me. And I'm going to need you two weeks every month of the year, like at my court. And I'm just like, (gasps) no, I was like, how dare he like this? Like, this is so bold. Like, so, so fucking bold. And she's like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, once you get out of this, because he believes... Believes in her. Yeah, and believes that she will win. She said, you know, starting after the attack, uh, the tasks are done. Every month you'll stay with me in night court for two weeks. She is like, doesn't want to take that deal. She barters it down to one week per month for the rest of her life. She will see him. And he agrees. He heals her arm. And it leaves a huge tattoo. Oh my god, with the eye on it, and it's looking at her. Yes, she's like marked by him now. Also, no, I like- know. And like in my real life, I'm like, if a guy ever was like, <laughs> "Oh, you should get his tattoo," or like, "Here's a necklace with like my initial on it," or something like that, I would be like, "Fuck you! That you fucks. don't own. Yeah, you don't own me. Like I'm my own woman." He marks her with this tattoo, and I was drenched. Yeah, like yeah, it just. Yeah. Well, and it, it's like it it's pretty. Me. It's and he. It's the very bad boy. It's it's quite um dark. If you don't like the bad boy, you're not a fan of him you at this him, moment. Yeah. You hate him, yeah. and you're supposed to. And I'm just like, well, I'm unhinged, so of course I'm gonna love. Yeah. Every, I <laughs> yeah. love every minute of this. Like I want. I love the dark romance. I love all that stuff. And so, because it's quite nasty. Like he like like threateningly like grabs her arm until she's like screaming in pain he's like you sure you don't want me to like heal you because you're just gonna die here um but it's very like threatening but also this very like sexy of course and but what's really funny I always think this when I read it when he's like two weeks out of the month I'm like isn't that just half the year like did you want six months it's just so funny to frame it as two weeks every month I don't know why it like really got me it really doesn't make sense. You should have just said, like, yeah, six half the year. It's just really fun. Yeah. But, but yeah, but good. So she's just like, yeah, I can't do this. I can't do this. I know if I make deals with fairies, I'm already like in this mess. But obviously, I just don't think anybody like Tamlin has not acknowledged me or like tried to see me, which I think we're supposed to read as he's he not acknowledging yeah. how much she cares to like that she, she, he cares about her so that Amarantha can't torture her in more ways than yeah. than is possible but you're sitting there like uh, hello and so she's like i don't know if anyone's even gonna come and save me so i guess you're my only option yeah, all right because it's like why hasn't he tried to sneak away like resand and lucian have 
have done before. So he helps her in more ways. He like compels the guards to give her hot food and like not oh, for yeah. her to do tasks and stuff like that. And then this starts and I actually really want to get your opinion on this because it reads weird to me even though I've read it twice. So I want to get your opinion. But basically every night there is a ball that Am- Amarantha throws and recent has two of his fairy lackeys or whatever take Feyre, paint her entire body like the tattoo that he gave her mm-hmm. and it gives her like a see-through dress like puts <laughs> makeup on her face like makes her hot again because you know you gotta look your best even though you know you, you you're facing death and he is like I'm gonna take you to the ball I'm gonna paint you so I know if anyone touches you which also I was like oh my god like (laughs) fucking ruined me he says and Feyre I don't like my belongings tampered with and we're just confused I'm just confused at the point of this because then every night he makes her drink wine which like Mm -hmm. makes her blackout and makes her dance him and sit (laughs) it's always the dancing she must be a better dancer than we thought It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me read this quote because also why is it that every fantasy novel, if there's ever a mention of makeup, it's like the black coal on my eyes. Like, <laughs> like so, sorry, from the neck up, <laughs> no, no matter what, the plucking and the coal on the eyes. From the neck yeah. up, I was regal. My face was adorned with cosmetics, rouge on my lips, a smear of gold dust on my eyelids, coal lining my eyes, and my hair was coiled around a small golden diadem diadem embedded with lapis lazuli but from the neck down i was a heathen god's plaything. i was like sergey mass like you got me good with that line they had continued the pattern of the tattoo on my arm and once the blue black paint had dried they placed on me in a gauzy white dress i think i was also confused because you're kind of just like what's the point of this and i mean i, I think what they say right is that he is he's doing it to torture Tamlin because there's yes, this yes. enemy, there's this enemy thing where that it's revealed. I, yeah. That, that I think like they, their courts had beef, their families had beef like Tamlin and Reeson's family and, and Reeson can see into the mind and, and he already, I mean, he made Tamlin beg over her earlier. And mm-hmm. so he seems, he's supposed to be the bad guy. He is, he is trying to make Tamlin's life a living hell. But this other thing that we're, that, of course, they're throwing us these bones where he bet on her and he's actually helping her and he paints her and it's supposed to piss her off because she hates the tattoo. But actually, she wakes up and she can tell from the paint on her body that even yeah, though no she's blacked out, her. no one's yeah. touched her except him touching her on like the waist and arms or whatever. So I, I also am like, is he trying to like help her forget about all this bad stuff that's happening? I don't know. You're supposed to be a little bit sus, I think, about yeah. like what's what's really happening here totally and I still don't have a conclusion of like what it is but it's like he's the bad boy but like he also has a heart I guess is what we're seeing there's some yeah there's something where we're like there's something is supposed to be redeeming about him or something and then you know he she has to like yeah he gets her food and he does all this stuff and she's supposed to clean like she's set to clean lentils from his fireplace and some fairies threaten her that this guy's gonna come back and skin her peel her skin from her bones if she doesn't do it right and it's into oh god the ribbons and and, and then he shows up and he's just like, why are you cleaning my fireplace? Not that I don't love the look of you, blah, blah. You know, he's flirting. He's being, he's being whatever. So there's this dark force, but he, she's like, fuck you. Tamlin's my guy. 
I gotta, I gotta do this. Totally. So the second task comes, she has no clue what the riddle is yet. So she's forced (laughs) into the second task. Me neither. She's lowered into a chamber with Lucian or fucking Lucian. Sorry. And there's a paragraph that she has to read. And when she reads the paragraph, it'll tell her which lever to pull. But of course she can't fucking read. So she doesn't know which lever to pull. But thank God when she goes to reach for the first one and the second one, through her tattoo, she feels a shock. Mm-hmm. And But with the third one, there's no shock. So she knows to pull the third one. And as, as she's trying to read the paragraph to figure out which lever she needs to pull there's like like a not knives but like something like spiky things of death coming towards and killing her her in Lucian which is also just like because he's being punished because he had like shouted something to help her in the worm challenge I'm still like on this like Lucian train where I'm like "Mm, there's like something I love it there's like something here I mean obviously they're just like friends but but I'm here for it yes and importantly as we're like getting this vibe again of of recent doing this she pulls the right lover because obviously she couldn't read only thanks to him we're like led to believe because of the shock of the thing and he's talking to her through her mind right yeah and he is starting to say like encourage like he's like don't let don't let her see you cry he goes put your hands at your sides and stand up and she does and he she, he's like stand don't give her the satisfaction of seeing you break and then he's starting to say good and at one point he says good girl, good girl. now walk away turn on your heel good walk towards the door keep your chin high we love a praise kink yeah. praise kink a little praise king a little like we're like okay so even if you're still in love even if we're like you're sp- warring with yourself right now Tamlin is not helping at all I'm like what is up with this um so something's being laid in like because we're getting to the end of the book and you're like something's happening here totally again the first time I read this I I understood that she thought recent was hot Mm -hmm. and that they had some type of bond like in the court but you think it's just because recent wants to win and he wants Mm -hmm. to play games and he wants to free his night court people and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so we don't know what's up with his like tricks and and games and stuff like that at the same time reading it the second time I was like Tamlin is literally doing nothing and recent is doing all of everything everything so it's so confusing but I also wrote the the good girl thing um which is funny love that recent goes he's crying and he licks her tears what's the opinion what's your opinion on this no, I'm, I'm obsessed are you are you not like no, I'm confused. No, no you know what it is I think it it can read as cringy because it doesn't really like makes sense but it's also very erotic so like I am here for it but it's you have to be in like the right headspace as you're reading it because I think I've read it sometimes where I'm just like this is so great and then other times where I'm just like you I mean Edward Cullen coded there's so many like sorry like oh little Bella's tear let me just (laughs) taste it there's so many funny things but it is erotic it is hot um and he and then he's like, I'm I'm doing it to like distract you like nothing else. But yeah, to stop or whatever, you, stop you to cry, which I also I love. I got I don't know if it's like a trope or whatever, but I love the like, I'm going to do this to you. So you stop doing like mm-hmm. whatever, like stop being sad or like whatever, which is like a little non consent. Like it's 
right 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 know. we don't like love... in, in it works in the book but like again, yes. in real life like don't lick someone's tears <laughs> like, you, like have a consent before you get into decrophilia where you're exactly. getting off on people's tears exactly so she starts losing all of her hope she's like even if i make it through this like i'm just i can't do this she has this like beautiful dream which i envisioned that like recent like conjured for her what because dream she, so she has a dream that she is happy and she's safe and she's mm. I I but it was like I think at like springtime so I was like kind of confused if she, if it was also just her body like mm. tricking her into this because she needed to like dig deep mm. but I also kind of pictured Reeson like because he can put images yeah into her mind and like talk to her yeah so that's interesting but the night before the uh next task so we're now a month later recent hasn't summoned summoned her to like drink wine and dance Mm. so she's just like at the ball she sees tamlin they both like slip away and without i didn't catch this again in my first read but i caught it my second time they don't even talk they just have sex yeah. in like a dark shadowy hall. Yeah, like they're like they're like hots for each other are so overwhelmed and it's like this desperate thing. But yeah, it's funny on the reread and of course it's in context of of as you read all the other books in the series and stuff. So no spoilers, but you are a little bit like oh, like, you're not trying to plan to, like, get away or something. You're just, like, you just, like, really desperately need to fuck each other in this day. But, I mean, okay, no uh, judgment. Like, maybe they, yeah. need, maybe <laughs> they need that. She's gone a couple months without it. She's had some life-death experiences. But, yeah, they don't talk. And then, what is it, recent catches them? Yeah, he, he catches them. He says, he says, shameful, look what you did to my little pet. Which, again, at this point, like, I also love this imagery of like the main character is having sex with another person, but the like bad boy interrupts and is like, that's like, <laughs> like that's all. Like I could do it way better. <laughs> yes. And then he, but then, and then what do we find out that he, Amarantha, or somebody comes through and, and Reese kisses Feyre. Yes. So then, so he, he says, if you're that desperate for release, you should have asked me. Mm. And um, Tamlin says, I love you and leaves. And so Feyre's like, why the fuck do you care if I'm like desperate for release or like asking you or whatever? He shoots his wings out mm. and then he puts them back and then he kisses her. And we find that Tamlin, I think, gets Amarantha or, like, is with Amarantha. They walk back. They were close to being caught. Like, yes. Am- like, like uh, Tamlin and Feyre were close to we're being close caught, to which, being caught. W- which wouldn't have been good. So then Reese is like, I did that so you didn't get in trouble. Yeah. He's doing all of these and he keeps the bad boy thing because you still can really hate him. Like he's really doing, like he's being nasty about it when he hurts her arm and then makes her trade away this stuff and is doing all that and then taunting her and saying all these like terrible things about her. And I'm like, I'm here for it. It's like the hottest thing of my life. But I'm like, you're, you're bad boy. Totally. So after a while, he goes to her dungeon cell again and he is like sad and like using her as like a companion. And he explains, like, I've been used as Amarantha's whore. And, like, I I want this curse as much broken as you do. 
once we're able to break it, Tamlin will regain regain all of his strength. He'll be able to kill her. Everyone will be free. So I'm goading. My plan right now is to goad Tamlin into killing Amarantha first instead of entering a battle for me because of jealousy for like touching you. So he's like, I really care about my territory and its people. And like your final task, which is coming up, hinges on like my territory too. So like, that's why I want you to win. Yeah, it's a good reveal. It's a good reveal. And you're like, okay. And, and, and he's supposed to come off as like, yeah, a bit more human, I think, right? Because he's like, she's like, I've never seen him not put on this posturing before. And like, and, and she's like, okay, like, yeah, I got to, I mean, you're an idiot, but yeah, I gotta. And, I and gotta you can do really this. tell that he also cares about his night court, like Tamlin cares Oops. about his spring court. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. So we come to her final task, if you can fucking believe it. Drama. Guys. And Amarantha, again, dumb bitch juice, she's slugging it. Amarantha asks her what her final words are, and she's like, I love Tamlin. <laughs> Which, like, okay, like, again, I would probably. I'm I'm the I'm that dumb bitch too. So whatever. But her final task is to kill three fairies, and she's like, this "Oh rough. my god, this is rough." And plot twist: like I didn't see this one coming after like what the first two were. So she's like, "Oh my god, I can't." So she has like a dagger or whatever, and the fairies are like crying and praying and begging in front of her <laughs> not to kill them. Brutal. She's like, I can't. Reese in her head is like, fucking do it. She kills the first two fairies. And the last fairy, plot twist, unglamored, is Tamlin. And this is like, again, I think this is good writing. But like, Amarantha's like, yeah, so joke's on you. Like, you either kill Tamlin and you go off and live your life. And the curse is done with. And everyone's free and stuff like that. Or you can't kill Tamlin and... You lose. She's like, oh my god, like, what the fuck am I going to do? So she is thinking, 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 and she remembers, like, what could Alice and Tamlin (laughs) and Lucian not say to me? Like, she's, like, sifting through conversations she's had with all of these people. And just as I said, Sarah J. Mass had good writing. She gets bad. This is the most... bad writing like convenience <laughs> it is it's funny again on the first read through I don't think I cared I was like yes you, you have to say it but I yes. have wrecked to friends and a friend was like I will I can't even read beyond this first one because this was too convenient and like such terrible writing and I'm like not that bothered by it but I'm when about definitely reading it you're just like well that's convenient that reveal the twist Tamlin has a heart of stone and so she can kill him by hitting his stone heart that won't actually kill him so she can get it both ways like where does the heart of stone come from it's mentioned twice yes thrown off but it but there's nothing about body parts of stone like I think it's revealed that Amarantha like is thinks it's funny so she made Tamlin's heartstone because he didn't return her love or something I don't know I think there's like there's like some throwaway line reason but 
but it's it doesn't fit into the lore of the world that's being built. Like I am buying hook, line, and sinker everything up to this point, Same. even though it's like like there's some really great world building done in A Court of Thorns and Roses, and um and her writing is really easy to read, and like there's like some good there's all these good romance, and I was just like, you got to be kidding me. Like one hundred percent. Like uh, you remembered it conveniently that his she heart remembers is like, Yeah, two throwaway lines from one from Lucian and one from like a fucking rando fairy, <laughs> just being like, "Oh, your heart's so empty, Tamlin. Like it must be made of stone or whatever." Like <laughs> it's so implausible. Like it's so 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 bad. But anyway, she doesn't even work. She's just like, and it's like two throwaway comments, and you're like, "That's what you're gonna base it off of." Anyways, yeah. right. She takes and a she, so she takes stab. the risk. Yeah, takes the risk, kills him, and then like, but he's chaos, fine because his heart is stone. Yeah, his heart is stone. Chaos breaks out with all of the crowds that are watching the final task. This, I will actually say, you should very much read the audiobook, the dramatized one, because um, Amarantha now like starts to attack and chase after Feyre yelling tell me you don't love him and it's so ridiculous because it's like what villain is like what villain is like tell me you don't love him you don't actually love tamlin like that's what you're yelling at your like enemy like it's just so it's so funny so that's funny recent attacks amarantha he gets slammed back because she's powerful tamlin approaches amarantha and apologizes she's still trying to attack feyre (laughs) Feyre's fucking dying at this point. And guess what? She she goes, love. The answer to the riddle is love. <laughs> well, I was like, I was like, here's the, here's the plot hole loop that you should have, like the second that she, she breaks the curse or like stabs Tamlin or whatever, realizes that she went. Amaranth is like, jokes on you. I never said when I would let you break the curse. Like you like you're still mine. And then she's like torturing her and killing her to me. Like, you don't tell me you don't love him. I'm like, you just you just start yelling words because now as soon as if you get it, uh, it's love. It's luck. It's the ocean. Like just like start yelling words. But yes, she is on her dying breath is like, ah, my second it's epiphany love. in 30 yeah. seconds. Is yeah, it's like I'm so dying, funny. like the weight of the fucking world, the mortal world and Perithian are on my shoulders, but I'm, my Obsessed. mind is clear and I have these two <laughs> very, like the answers to all of the like months of problems, even though she sat in that fucking cell for like three months and had no, no thought, oh. no thoughts, just vibes. <laughs> It's so, it's so ridiculous, but I love that the answer to the riddle is like love, like such a, such a like dumb answer to a riddle and like so cheese cheesy but yeah big, anyways big cheese but but because she gets the riddle right because amarantha had said that instantaneously everyone would get their power back Farah saves the day our literate little dumb bitch juice Farah. <laughs> good for you girlfriend you save yes. the day and they get their powers back and doesn't tamlin like rip amaranth's throat throat out it's a gruesome picture yeah he gets his full powers back kills her all the high lords heal Feyre by giving her like seeds and like in repayment well she straight up died and in her perspective because this book is from the eye first person from Feyre she is pulled into Reason's 
eyesight yes, and she can yes, see yes, she can yes. see from Reese's point of view her dead body on the floor and then sees them all the high lords to be like for her gift of like saving us all because amaranth is dead now we will each bestow upon you a sparkling water droplet yeah. from my hand and it goes into Feyre and by bing bada boom breaking dawn coded she is now a a, a high fey and she's come back from the dead, baby. She's back, baby. Um, She's like reckoning with killing all those fairies. Everyone leaves from under the mountain. They have sex again. Her and Tamlin find a, her, find a little her, weird, dark like, cave. again. Yep. She bumps into recent as he's leaving. He wants to say goodbye to her. And he said, and she's like, why did you do all of that? And like, why did you attack, attack Amarantha when you know that she she could throw you off? And he says, I didn't want you to die alone or fight alone. And then she's like, yeah, like I'm a fae now. Cool. But like, you know, my heart is still human or whatever. And he just says, be happy for your human heart. It's just an interesting thing that I didn't notice until I reread it. For the fourth time. For the fourth time. I mean, I re- recognized it probably like the second time I reread it. He stumbles. Something happens to him. And and recent like gasps and then he disappears and she goes what and you don't find out what that's about until later me having read the second book doesn't know you won't even know i don't even know if it's in the second one and or maybe maybe it is i i can't fully remember but anyways you should reread that part because that'll be fun for you when you oh that's super when you figure out well i'll tell you after this but yeah okay i love that tamlin and feyra get back to spring court all is well all is right in the world and that's akotar one i cannot what a ride what a journey i Love this book to pieces as much as I just gave so much shit. I really like it really lays the groundwork for I mean, it's my least favorite novel in the series, I would say, but maybe not my I don't know. But we'll obviously have to talk about it for Akatar 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. Hopefully she just keeps writing them. But it really laid the groundwork for um, a great series and so many other um, great things. And it's just got really, really some really fun tropes. And I'm just like, thanks, Sarah J. Mass. Totally. I posted this on my Instagram today because I want to clarify that I really, really enjoyed this book too. And one of my friends texted me uh, because we are like mutuals on Goodreads which I think sums up my romance reading. And it's like, love when Tori rates a book on Goodreads because it gives. I read this book in one sitting over four hours. It disgusted me two stars. Every time her little star rating pops up, I'm like, fuck yeah, leave that book out to dry with that shit rating. But the part about me reading it over one sitting four hours and like being like, and where's the next one is so romance novel. I coded, I feel like. Like it's just like, even when it's a little embarrassing or a little cringe or a little garbo, I'm like, I can't get enough. Like, I it's know. fun. It's it, it definitely suspends you. There's some really fun action at the end of this one again, where you're just like, Sergey Mess is just known for the last hundred pages of any book being like, oh my God, what's happening? There's like some good memes about it. I would say uh, there's like a very, like, actor memes are so funny. Don't watch them if you are don't want to be spoiled to like a lot of the things in the series, but like TikTok actor memes, next level. 
it's oh, really so fun. Good. It's, it's so really fun, fun to be a part of the community, like get the in jokes and stuff like that. Like it's so freaking fun. Okay, let's get into internet investigation. This is our cursory peruse of the internet of things you need to know about the book. Sarah J. Mass began writing the book in 2009. And it took her wow. first draft of the first book took five weeks to write. Okay, that's really pretty quick. fast. Yeah. yeah. And she said, like, when the story came to her, she just, like, immediately, it was kind of, it's giving I, Stephanie, Stephanie Meyer. Stephanie Meyer. Stephanie Meyer yeah. having a dream and reading and writing an entire novel. Yes. Yes. Totally. Okay, this is so embarrassing, you guys. I didn't realize that the book was based on Beauty and the Beast until I did my half-assed internet research and that is embarrassing for you i'm sorry but yeah it's like so beauty and the beast coded so beauty like the dumb inventor dad and tamlin is the beast and feyre is like a painter instead of a reader and you have to and you have to go stay at the thing in in lieu of like her well not her dying but like the family being saved and totally yes. like it's it's so beauty and the beast but... sorry lucian is lumiere like sorry <laughs> literally but i think what the thing is is sometimes with ebooks is like i don't read the back mm. of the book and so you, i think you suggested it or it was just blowing up on TikTok. So I just downloaded it, the ebook and then started reading it. Like I didn't read the, mm-hmm. you know, description mm-hmm. on Goodreads or whatever. So anyways, funny. Um, I also want to note SJM, Sarah J. Mass is a Zionist. Oh, <laughs> not to bring down the good vibes. No, but like gotta, gotta be real with it. Um, That's news to me and don't love that. Yeah, yeah, I hate that. So trying to separate the the art from the artist, but I just want to note that because like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it sucks like wanting to like read the books, talk about the books, but like I also like don't want to like, you know, line her pockets and stuff like that if she's a Zionist. So yeah, bad, bad vibes all around, but do your research that's good that's good like oh oh it's actually good to stay aware of creators totally totally and then tamlin is named after tam lynn which is a scottish ballad and there's like tons of folklore about this person named tamlin so there's more like folklore and fairy tale stuff woven into her books than i think you know the average reader might Mm. like me mm. fun fact also about tamlin's name is that if you type that into your iphone it will autocorrect to tampon which is <laughs> um another big meme and inside joke of the fandom so yeah have fun with that so fucking funny okay these are our wonder wise these are un- unanswered questions for the listeners the only question i really had was why is Feyre such an annoying bitch but I think we've like discussed this at fucking length but just like you know I'm like girl take like the easy route and she just like immediately takes the hardest route and like too funny yeah I think our unanswered I mean about the about the book like if I'm reading it for the first time my unanswered I'm just like what is going on with recent Mm-hmm. Like, I guess, like, you know, maybe it is that he wants to save his court and all this stuff, but it feels like there's something else going on there. What is going on with this, like, weird gasp thing he did at the end? And what's next, I guess? And not unanswered, but yeah, what's what's next for now that Feyre is a high fae? 
Yeah, yeah, something that she, like, hated, never wanted to be. She has new powers now. Like, how is she going to adapt to that? So lots of unanswerable questions. Uh, The listeners can, you know, flip to (laughs) page one, though. (laughs) Okay, our gripes and grumbles. These are nitpicky problems we have with the book. So I already said one of my biggest gripes and grumbles is the robot sound when you (laughs) listen to the dramatized version of the audiobook. It is so fucking funny. It makes him sound like RTD2 or whatever. What's the Star Wars guy? The, the yeah, yeah. Gold... I... Oh no! Like oh, the don't gold... ask me for a Star Wars reference, but I know like who you're talking about. Robot or whatever. That's like, eh, eh. like it's so bad. The other thing I say, like it's ricened. Like, like it's just it's ricened. Like it's so hard not to say that. Fair like, ricened. Yeah, my yeah. grips and grumbles. My grips and grumbles are like not specifically about the well, the like stone heart um yeah. and and like falling in love too fast um but uh everything is soothed for me with book two which is yeah, um, yeah. the best yes. book of the series which we I know we will have lots to talk about we will um and then some of the writing is so simple like the court names like it's just the seasons plus like the time of day and like and like some of the like we talked about the puka and the naga and stuff like that but like I don't know I just like when when you're reading fantasy that it's like not so like that I feel like that the names fit in the world and stuff like that and like Mm. I don't know it's just weird that there's like everything's in English but they're I don't know but like oh are like weird names and like there might be some inconsistencies there I think it's funny I it's not a great and grumble of me because um some of the other series that SJM has written go so intense on lore and wording and that you're literally sitting there going like, what are you talking about? I can't even follow this. And that's like kind of a meme in the fandom as well, especially her Crescent City books um, where you're just like, I can't even follow what's going on. So I really love the simplicity of being like, that's the day yep. court. It's <laughs> sunny. It's sunny there. That's the winter court. It's winter there. Yeah. Um, so like, I love that, but you're right. There's like some funny simplicity and not some matching up with like some simplicity with then a different language for some things. Yeah, totally. And then like, for example, like Alice, it's like, it's just spelt with an S instead of a C E. And then like Elaine is just spelt without an E. Like, it's just like, she like half tried to, I don't know, make it different, but like whatever. Mm. And then I have to, say which I know we've talked about the, but the answer to the riddle being love <laughs> come the fuck on that is so crazy like too funny let's end with our sequel scoop which is the tea on any upcoming sequels seasons and general reception obviously like I've said it was always a popular book but it fucking blew up I'd say in the last like one to two years mm-hmm. um thanks to book talk and it's been optioned for a Hulu TV series. And they announced in 2021 that Ronald D. Moore is at the helm. And I am so fucking excited for this because he worked on the early seasons of Outlander. And I mm. love that show so much. So I'm like so fucking excited about like I'll the be the possibility nays- of the TV I'll be series. the naysayer, naysayer and say I'm yeah. like absolutely dreading 
any adaptation that's not like a cartoon. Like, I just don't think that fantasy can be brought like anime, like cartoon stuff. Actually, there is a place for some adult content. It's not as popular, I think, on drawing, but I think that it would come across a lot better and like have voice acting and stuff. Um, I think so many series, City of Ashes, City of Bones, Right. Those tried that tried a movie, and I think there tried to be a TV series of that, and it just like flopped so hard for me. And there's a, it's really hard to make fantasy good. Agreed. I, like, on on think about on screen think about the Twilight, like the things we laughed about when Twilight came out, like the running and stuff like that. Like you just you think those things make it so cheesy and dumb. I am actually like usually not a person that wants books even adapted into tv or movies but, but you're excited about this i i trust ronald d Moore mm. with my life like i so i listen this was deep 2020 when i was you know deep into outlander content but i listened to his podcast that he mm-hmm. did about the show and like how he you know took things from the book and made it into you know, the TV and his wife was actually the person that did all the costuming. Mm. She was on the podcast too. And like, just, it's very smart and very well done. And Sarah J. Mass will be heavily involved. She said that can be a kiss of death sometimes too, though. It can be, it can be good or bad. So I don't know. I I'm, I'm also really glad that it's a TV series, not a movie because I think a movie movie wouldn't be the way to go. No. Yeah. They could have had to like, they would have had to clip a lot of things that are really important to the, to the book. Um, so we'll see. It was previously optioned as a movie in November, 2015. So that shows its popularity, but that was scrapped. Mm. But the other pieces is like, I was doing again, some half-assed internet research and like, I haven't seen many like updates and like, I guess there was the writer strike and, and mm-hmm. the SAG after strike and stuff like that. But like, I don't know, two years, like some of these, I know I just like fall. To they the can wayside. just, they can, they can, they can just stay option. There's a lot of like big, big books that have always been optioned or like been sitting with people just forever. The one that I think about is, is it the Royal We, which is based on mm. Kate and Will? And that has been optioned by like Lauren Graham of Gilmore Girls and oh, interesting. Whitman from, they did another ABC show together. And like that has also just sat for years. Yeah, we'll see. So we'll we'll see. see. I'm not holding my breath, but 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 it would be fun. I mean, I'll watch any adaptation to, to I, I'll just inevitably be disappointed in the cast because books it'll never live up to my brain or like drawings that i that people have done that i really love totally. for, for fan art also i saw some like dream cast list and when someone mentioned ian summerholder as <laughs> as recent recent i actually threw my laptop out the window oh i was like I, how fucking dare you <laughs> how uh, fucking dare you oh i get the bad boy energy i mean he's a little too old at this point yeah, but um yeah. i mean that's really funny i, I can't even I'll... think of a blonde actor who could play tamlin <laughs> like i just i just don't i i can't mm, see it no no any so other we'll internet researchers or things that you revealed? No, no, but I just want to say, obviously, the next book in the series is A Court and Mist of Mist and Fury, and like the the series continues on for it's six books, right? 
right now, I think there's a novella and there's three main ones and a novella and another one. And then I think that there is confirmed from SJM two more books. I think uh, at least one more for sure. She's like in the throes of writing it potentially right now or finishing it. One has to be of Lucian, right? I don't think so. No. Okay. Maybe there'll be more information. I'm not going to say no. I think that, you know, he will be someone. Well, it, it's not a spoiler like that that the the most recent Akatar book, the main protagonist who is followed is not Feyre. And so uh, it, it's still in the same universe, still the same characters, but it follows a different character for the main book storyline of the fifth one. That's also very romance novel-y where the series- Big like, romance. Like, yeah, a different yep. couple. Big times smut times 20, which you haven't read yet, you're gonna enjoy. I know, which I'm, like, very excited. Because sometimes I'm, like, fantasy does teeter over to, like, too much fantasy and not Mm -hmm. enough smut for me. Yeah, yeah. Love it nonetheless. Okay, Megan, this was so much fun. Do you have any last final words on Akatar 1? No, I can't wait to have all my opinions contextualized with Akatar 2. 2. Everyone's going to, like, fight with us, and then they're going to read 2, and they're going to be like... "Mm -hmm." (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and um, and if you haven't read it, I would say like you grab a copy from the library if you don't want to support, um, understandably, <laughs> and line Sergey Best's pockets. But um, really, really fun. If you didn't already take away everything from this, tell Literally I would love I I love people's opinions. I love seeing their hot takes. So I would love to know listeners' opinions, where what they agreed with, what they didn't. And this was a blast. I love it. Okay, Megan, this was so much fun. Thank you so much for joining me and can't wait to see what we talk about next. Yes, until until more romance. <laughs> and that's the story of A Court of Thorns and Roses. Thank you so much for listening and thank you to Megan for joining me on today's show. If you haven't already, please subscribe and leave a rating and review whether that's on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify or whatever podcast platform you're listening on. This is so vital for new shows because when people go to check them out, they'll scroll down to the ratings and reviews and see that, you know, the show is worth their time. So if you liked today's episode, please, please, please sub and leave a rating and review. You can also send me feedback at Ready to be romanced on Instagram is probably the easiest way to get in touch with me because this is a new show. I'm totally open to new ways of formatting the show or other segments or analysis pieces that you are interested in. Let me know. And if you have a book that you would like me to cover, you can suggest one through the form in the episode show notes and you can leave a voicemail of a question or comment to be included in a future episode. Our next episode is My Life with the Walter Boys. Until then, happy reading. For Ready to be Romanced, I'm Tori. Goodbye!